Well, it's taken me a long time to be able to get my next guest to come on. It's not that he has said no, it's just that uh, we've been very busy. We've had a long uh, holiday break. But I am a huge fan of James Morrow, a New Yorker that's done very well here in Australia, extremely perceptive. Uh, he is the Daily Telegraph's National Affairs Editor, but you'll see him on Sky News regularly. And uh, I like what he has to say because he's a, a really good communicator. And so for the first time on the night shift and for the first time in 2024, James Morrow, welcome aboard. Great to be here. Um, yeah, I watch you on Sky regularly. I read everything you write in the Daily Telegraph. For someone from New York, you have a great grasp of what's going on here. Well, you know, it's just a question of really reading everything, talking to everybody, mm. learning your history, reading the books, um, and just spending time out there, just talking not just to people, you know, who are in kind of politics and things like that, but just ordinary folk out on the street. I often think to myself, if I got a broadcasting gig in New York or San Francisco or LA, how quickly would I be able to adapt and become as confident with the American system as you are with ours? It's amazing. Well, it's taken a long time. I've been here twenty plus years, sure. so you know, I didn't just I didn't just land off the plane. It's been a no. been a been a fair few experiences over the years. Well, there's yeah. a bit there's a bit I want to talk to you about this morning. Sure. Uh, number one is uh, former Prime Minister Scott Morrison, member for Cook, has decided to give it away. The fire in the belly's gone. I'd say I think it's been gone for quite some time. How do you think Scott Morrison will be remembered? Look, I think Scott Morrison is going to have a pretty complex legacy and probably one that people haven't fully gotten to terms with. I mean, his uh, government, his prime ministership, you know, took place through that whole crazy, weird time of COVID. And the funny thing about that was that was really when the Federation got stretched more than I think it's really ever been, you know, in modern modern Australian history. Um the whole national cabinet idea, I think, was something that started out with a very positive sort of idea, but then wound up with kind of the premiers rather than the prime minister running the show. And I think that's what kept the country in, uh, you know, its weird sort of stasis while the rest of the world was opening up for so long. On the other hand, though, I think one thing which we didn't appreciate as much at the time, and I think a lot of commentary was pretty negative about him unfairly, was the way that he dealt with and stood up to China, not just on the pandemic, but on defense and trade issues. And obviously, AUKUS is a great legacy mm. of that. But, you know, the thing that, that that's really interesting about that is that he talked tough to China and he made Australia's values and position very, very clear on that. And a lot of people said, oh, you know, we're you know getting too hard on China. We're, you know, being too sort of bellicose and, you know, muscular on this sort of stuff. And why don't we just sort of, you know, try and get along? And what's really fascinating to me is that Anthony Albanese has tried to go this other approach. And, of course, quite predictably, he had a few sort of superficial wins. But, you know, we see the exact same game being played by China. But, you know, it's without the sort of dignity of standing up for your own position. So I think I think on that level, I think he'll be remembered well, uh, just as we, you know, enter into sort of turbulent periods with our neighbours to the north. Scott Morrison was more than just instrumental in designing Australia's, well, they say notoriously harsh border protection policies. That's when he was immigration minister. But in fact, he saved a lot of lives, a, a lot of lives by stopping those boats. 
Well, his immigration record there as, as immigration minister was, you know, I think second to none. And you only have to look at what's going on in the United States where the border is basically open and the Biden administration is doing everything it can to keep the border open and to allow people smugglers, coyotes they're called there, coming up through Central America, mm. uh, to ply their evil trade, to see the consequences of that. And, you know, again, this is one of those things where Morrison got – you know, all sorts of, you know, noise and, and uh, anger from people on the left and progressives and, you know, oh, no, he's, you know, he's, he's trying to control the board as well. You know, that's kind of one of the first things that a sovereign country has to do. It wasn't about being not compassionate. It was about actually pretty much the opposite of that. But, you know, Australia is a high migration country. And the only way that the social trust um, is observed on that is if there's clearly a system and people aren't getting around it. So, you know, that legacy has has stood the test of time. I mean, you know, obviously you've got the problem with people who've landed here by plane and then later declared themselves to be refugees, which really did blow out under the coalition and continues to blow out under labor. That's another problem which is going to have to get solved, you know, sooner rather than later. But yeah, no, I mean, like, again, that legacy, that being muscular in defense of Australia's interests, that's that's only to the good. James Morrow is with us, the Daily Telegraph's National Affairs Editor. We're looking at the career of Scott Morrison. He's going to leave the parliament. There'll be a by-election, and then uh, off he'll go. A couple of other things I wanted to talk to you about, James, while I got you here. Um, Everyone's talking now about Anthony Albanese going back on his promised tax changes. They're saying it's a massive betrayal. Is it really? Is he going to – how much is he going to fiddle with these promised tax changes – in your opinion? Well, look, you know, we're going to find out in not too long. Thursday. Um, you know, actually, what's going to happen Thursday now, they're saying, okay. Um, well, look, probably what he'll do is he'll try and bring back some of that, you know, tax offset, the Lamido tax offsets. Um, and he may delay or not do the uh, moving of the top tax bracket out to $200,000 a year, which will, of course, of course, hurt people on the top end. The thing that the people, you know, don't really realize is that Australia's tax system is insanely progressive. I mean, it is very, very steep, much steeper than a lot of other countries. That top rate of 45% kicks in very low compared to many, many other countries. And what's really needed is, is some real tax reform. You know, don't rely as much as we do in Australia on income tax. Uh, you know, figure out other ways to do that because right now it's starting to disincentivize people from work, um, and especially from staying in the in the in their career when they're you know earning a good deal of money at, towards the end of it. So it's a lot of productivity problems that are going to come come out of this. I think though that the bigger problem is that you know when it comes to cost of living, let's not forget this whole thing with stage three was in response to this broader cost of living issue. Well, I'm sorry, Prime Minister, we've been talking about people have been talking about the cost of living. As long as you've been in office, you wasted a year with The Voice, and that didn't go so well. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, to come back and say, "Oh well, you know, we understand people are upset with the cost of living. We're going to go ask Treasury for some ideas." You know, it seems to me like they're a bit bereft of uh, any knowledge of what they actually want to or, or need to do here. And the thing is, too, so many of their policies on things like you know energy and other areas really, you know, make things more expensive for people and then they have to go and give more money back to people to compensate for the policy they did that raised the prices and so on and so forth. So it's it's all kind of a mess and we need the tax cuts um, for productivity and just for general 
fairness, because I think right now the top 3% of income earners are paying like 30% of the tax in this country. Yeah. Uh, of course, the worry is if you give people more money, it will add to inflation. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see just how much he's going to fiddle with this. People are saying uh, if he betrays the Australian public, because he's promised uh, 27 times, I think, that uh, he won't fiddle with the tax changes, which have already been legislated. Uh, it will be his Julia Gillard, there'll be no carbon tax well, yeah. under the government I, mean, I lead moment. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing. You know, the tax cuts were voted on by Parliament. Um, they were taken to the election. Both sides of Parliament ratified them. Um, and then to say, oh, no, no, well, you know, circumstances have changed. You know, the problem is that in the sort of the Labour caucus and on the left, and really you've got the Greens out there on the left too, kind of dragging everything in that direction too for Labour, even they're, though they're not in a coalition. Um, you know, you've got people who think the changes should go through because they don't want to break the promise and they just think it should go through. You've got people who want to completely ditch them. You've got people who think, well, let's find some sort of middle ground. So the party room, is my understanding, is very divided. Yes. Yeah. All right. James Morrow is with us just quickly. Uh, Anthony Albanese is saying he wants 53 more politicians in the parliament. What? What? What's this? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, so this is another idea that's kind of that actually, you know, we need more electorates, more MPs, a bigger political class, more advisors, more flying back and forth to Canberra, more calm cars, more offices, more salaries, more, more pensions, more staff, more advisors, more people walking around Parliament House with passes, you know, more people in the chairman's lounge. No, I'm sorry, just... Absolutely no, we are an over-governed country as it is. We should get rid of a layer of government, not add more people to one of them. All right, James, thank you for that. Last thing, Australia Day. Yes. What do you make of, for example, because we've talked about Woolworths, we've talked about Bunnings, we've talked about retail uh, getting involved in Australia Day, but Cricket Australia, what do you make of this? The second day of the second test against the Windies. Yeah, they've, they've said that it is not going to be an Australia Day moment and Australia Day will not be mentioned. Welcome to country will happen on the Thursday, but <sighs> nothing will happen on the 26th. Don't mention the war. I think I mentioned it once, but I got away with it, if I can quote John Cleese uh, from Forty yeah. Towers. What's going on here? Well, look, it's all part of it. You know, you know, and everybody out there listening knows exactly what's happening with this. You know, I mean, Cricket Australia, of course, wants everybody to, you know, have a welcome to country every every single match and all of that. But God forbid you mention Australia Day because, oh, well, it's sensitive and not everybody celebrates. All that. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, there's so much wrong with this. But I don't want to talk about sort of the polls that say most people want it and, you know, just as sort of the general sort of corporate wokeness around this. What's really happening, though, and this is about this sort of broader thing where it's this attempt to kind of delegitimize by a small number of people to delegitimize something that everybody else likes. And, you know, it's almost like trying to turn it into the new smoking. You know, oh, well, sure, you know, you're free to celebrate Australia Day just over there in that little corner of the parking lot, you know. Um, but it's, 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 it's really this attempt to make it uncool, unfashionable, uh, you know, and they're doing this in so many ways. Preschools teaching kids about Invasion Day, you know, uh, all of the celebrities and stuff, all the corporates. I mean, you know, who do kids listen to corporates? I don't know. Um, but uh, it, it's part of this whole campaign to de delegitimize, really, I think, you know, modern Australia. When I say modern Australia, I mean, I'm honestly from, you know, the first fleet to kind of, you know, the sort of the Whitlam area. That, that, era, that, that, that middle bit there is where nobody wants to talk about they want to, you know, de-emphasize de that and just say, oh, that was a terrible short time until we sort of started to figure things out. Do you think 
and I'll use the D word, do you think the demonisation of Australia Day is in order to make non-Indigenous Australians feel guilty about something they had no say in? No, I mean, I mean that's, a, that's an effect of what you're trying to do here. The broader effort here is to undermine people's uh, sense of social cohesion and allegiance to, you know, that sort of post-settlement Australia and then rewrite a new sort of national compact um, that changes what fundamentally means to be Australia. It's a project that's going to take place over a generation if people are not careful about it and don't stand up to it and say, stop. Yeah, I, um, I just wonder, um, you know, People are feeling guilty. Uh, some people do now feel, sure. feel guilty about something they had absolutely no say in. But they uh, shouldn't feel guilty. If there's anybody out there who's feeling guilty, don't stop that. Australia's a wonderful country. Every country has an original sin. But I'll tell you what: I've lived around the world. I've travelled around the world. I do not know any country that runs itself down over its national day in any way like Australia. You see, you've got the Fourth of July. Oh, it's new. You, sorry, you're not. I mean, you're Australian now, but the Americans have Fourth of July. But they also Correct. have. They also have Thanksgiving which is non-denominational. I don't know how the Indigenous Americans feel about Thanksgiving. But if you change the date, change it to what? No one's come up and offered to me an alternative. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they're like, they don't actually want to change the date. They just don't want people to be happy about Australia. They want people to feel bad about Australia so that then they can make people guilty. What that's want. what I it's, reckon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's like, you, you know, there's no date that would make people happy. You've got January 26th. Um, it's a perfectly good event that it symbolizes everything that has happened in modern Australia, you know, uh, politically, democracy-wise, you know, everything else stems from that date. Now, you know, I understand that wasn't a great day for everybody, so to speak, but at the same time, this is the date. It also, frankly, like just on a practical level, it bookends the summer very nicely. Um, it's had a good time for people. Um, you know, people who have in the middle of the winter or something like that, I, I think, you know, again, there's no date there's that no you date. could pick that they would actually be happy about because no. there's always some, there's always going to be something that they're going to be annoyed about. There's always, yes, that's right. There are always going to be people who will wake up and feel um, aghast at something. James Morrow, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and I'm hoping that you and I can talk on a regular basis this year. Love to. And I will continue to read avidly your columns in the Daily Telegraph and watch you on Sky News. Daily Telegraph's National Affairs Editor, James Morrow, here on The Night Shift on Triple M.